Praise the Lord. Amen. In the potter's house. That's where we're at. Amen. Amen. We're all forgiven. We're all redeemed. We all are free and clear from all of our sins. Anybody got any sins that they want to hide away and tuck away and not let the Lord remember them anymore? Oh, y'all holy out there. Okay, praise God. Amen. (laughs) Those are called secret sins that you don't want anybody else to know about, but they're there, and God says, I still love you. Amen. Isn't that good news? Praise the Lord. Well, this is a special day that we're going to dedicate Zachary to the Lord. And uh, before we do, I'm going to go through some Bible people that we look at and see how they did as they, as they were parents. You know, it's, it's sad, though, if you're in the Bible and, and you didn't do right, and it's written down there for generations upon generations to read about how you messed up. You know, uh, thank God for us, it's not written down, so we, we, there's no record of it. God hides it. But in these people, we're going to talk about how they messed up. But we're, we're dedicating Zachary to the Lord because as parents, you know, we can't know everything. We try the best that we can, but there's a God in heaven who watches out over us and he guards and protects us and takes care of us for his protection, provision, and guidance. And so Jesus was actually dedicated to the Lord when he was 40 days old. Let's see that slide there. They had to go to the temple. They offered a sacrifice for Mary for her purification, and they presented Jesus to the Lord, just like we're going to present Zachary to the Lord today. And the Bible says in Malachi, what does the Lord seek after from a godly union but godly seed? And so here's godly seed from two godly parents that are going to raise them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So let's look here. And and this is like a little bit of a quiz. You guys can answer, speak out loud if you want. Uh, Adam and Eve, were they good parents or bad parents? I hear good. I hear bad. Good. You think they're good? Come on. Didn't one of them kill, one of their sons kill their other son? Cain killed Abel? That, that's not good, right? Now, my question is, shouldn't Adam and Eve kind of looked and seen that this boy has a problem, has an anger problem? <laughs> you know? So, can you, Cain, could you give some salt to your brother? Oh, I always have to help him out. I always take care of him. You favor him. And he, you know, pouts and goes into his room. That, that's something that a, 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 a parent needs to watch and take notice of. Oh, he's got an anger problem. We've got to work on that. So parents have to be observant to their children, right? Now, I know in these days, children like to be kind of secluded, isolated. Don't bother me. Don't talk to me. Don't correct me. Can I get a witness on that? Amen. <laughs> So, so you, but you have to. You can't be just a nice daddy and a nice mommy. Sometimes you just have to lay the hammer down, okay, and tell them this is the way it is. Why? Because I'm your father, because I'm your mother, and this is the way it is. And pout and cry and do whatever it is. But you have to correct them because, see, when the Lord tried to correct Cain and said, I have no respect for you or your offering, he got mad, he got upset, and he went out and said, brother, come on, let's go out to the field, I want to talk to you a little bit. And he hit him over the head with a rock and knocked him out and killed him. So, Adam and Eve, good parents or bad parents? Bad parents. Not good, okay? Do you have children that you need to watch? Or you see some signs that they're not doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. You have to correct it. You have to, with the nurture and admonition of the Lord, you have to be gentle and, and teach them and bring them up uh, in the Lord. Amen? 
Okay, how about Noah? Good, good parent or bad parent? Very bad. I hear very bad. Anybody else? <laughs> can, can I get a good out there? <laughs> I'll tell you why he was good. I mean, Wendell brought up the point. I'm, you know, he's thinking that, you know, he got drunk and one of the sons was looking at him naked and, and telling everybody. That's not good. But, but the others, he kept them building the ark for over a hundred years. Now, that's pretty good to do that. When all the world is out sinning and all the kids are saying, oh, come on out, Sham and Ham. Come on, let's go to the party. You know, let's, let's forget that ark thing, you know. But Noah had to keep it together and say, no, boys, you know, there's going to be a flood and we have to get it together. But dad, how do you know? I heard from the Lord. Okay, dad, whatever you say. And to keep them focused for a hundred years building an ark, that takes a lot of discipline, doesn't it? A lot of determination. You have to believe in yourself that the Lord spoke to you, that the Lord is guiding you in the way you're supposed to go. Now, nowadays, you can't get kids to just clean up their room, let alone build an ark for 100 years. I'll just pause on that, Selah. <laughs> How about do your homework? No, nah, did you do your homework? No, nah, I'm waiting, you know, for what? You know, uh, so you have to <laughs> teach your kids. This was a major accomplishment that they had to do. Okay, now, how about Abraham and Sarah? Were they good parents or bad parents? Good parents. Why do I say that? Because in Genesis 18, 19, it says, For I know him, in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham all the things that he has promised. So in other words, Abraham taught his children the way of the Lord. Tell them to fear the Lord, to love the Lord, to serve him. That's what we have to do. We have to teach our kids about the Lord so that they know that there is a God in heaven that knows us, watches us, and takes care of us, right? So another part that Abraham did, he taught him the ways of the Lord, but he, he didn't want Isaac, his son, to marry an ungodly woman. Zachary. <laughs> if you want to, there's a, there's a cry room that he can, he can kind of express himself. <laughs> and then you can still see the service. He said, I'm, I'm ready for the dedication. What's the, what's the hold up here, you know? <laughs> so, Abraham didn't want Isaac to marry an ungodly woman. So he sent his servant out and said, go to my country, go to where I'm at, and find a godly woman. Isn't that what we're supposed to be doing for Zachary? We've got to find him a godly woman, one that loves the Lord, ones that will serve him. So the way the, the, the servant said, he said, I'm going to go to this land, and whoever waters my sheep or my camels and takes care of me, gives me something to drink, that's the one I think is going to be the one. That's a sign, Lord, because she's a servant. You know, nowadays, what do the ladies want to do? Oh, just take care of me. You know, I don't want to work. I just want money to do my nails. I just want to be able to vacation, you know. Don't bother me with this work stuff, you know. But, you know, in California, you got to have the husband and the wife working. That's just the way it is. So you want, a, you want a girl that stays with you and is, is uh, uh, you know, 
buys along with your vision. Like when I married Marianne, we didn't know we were going to have a church. We didn't know we were going to have to do all the things that she was going to be able to have to organize all the uh, events and, and do the, the children's church and do the logistics, not the logistics, what is it, the technical part. I, I didn't know that she could do all that, but the Lord knew, amen? He knew how to find the right person for us. So, 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 so the servant of Abraham went out and he found a godly woman because she came and she served him water. And she said, un, unprovoked, I'll, I'll bring water to your camels. Now the camels drank like 20 gallons of water at a sitting. So this was a lot of work. This took about an hour to bring, bring the water and bring it back and take, put it in the trough. And, and so he said, this is the one. This is the first time that we see eHarmony match, match com in effect. So if you're looking for a, a, a woman, see, see if you get a servant, praise God. So Isaac, Isaac, was he a good dad, good parent, bad parent, anybody? Isaac, Isaac, how did he do? No, no, he's bad. What? He, because the mistake that he made is he married Rebecca and he favored one of the children more than the other. Everybody knows that ain't right, amen? Now, see, uh, Jacob, he, he, he was with his mom. He was in the kitchen, and he was decorating, and they were cooking. But Esau, he was the hunter, and he went out, and he got the, the deer and the venison, and he brought it home. And so the father said, I like my boy there. He, he brings home the meat. And, but Jacob, he, he was the cooker. And, and it was evident when Esau came back from hunting, Jacob said, hey, you hungry? I got some, I got some soup for you. I got some portridge. If you want some, sell me your birthright for it. And he's so hungry, he did. So Jacob was cooking. And then, this is amazing, Isaac and Rebekah. Rebekah heard Isaac say, son, I'm going to die. Go, I'm going to give you the blessing. Go prepare. Uh, go find some venison. Bring it back, and, and we'll cook it, and we'll have a good meal, and I'll bless you. And Rebekah heard that and said, oh, Jacob, go into the barn and get some venison, I'll prepare it for you, and we'll bring it to dad, and you can fool him. I'll put some goat's hair on your, on your arms, and, and he won't even know it's the, your, your brother. You know, he, he won't, he'll think it's your brother. That's bad. Bad parenting, right? Now, I know none of you have kids that, uh, you know, go to the mother, and, and dad says no, but the mother, you know, says yes, you know, where he, they separate you. They make you, uh, you know, divide yourself. So that's bad parenting. We don't want to do that. So bad was it that Jacob had to flee his brother for 13 years because he stole the birthright. So how about Jacob? You would think that he would learn not to favor his children. Is he a bad parent or a good parent, Jacob? He was bad because what did he do? He gave Joseph, he favored him and gave him a coat of many colors. And said, so that symbolized, you're going to be next in line. I'm giving you all the heritage. You're in charge. You don't have to work. You have that pretty blue coat or pretty, pretty uh, coat with many colors. So you just prance around and look good and tell us what to do. And, you know, that's bad. And then when, when uh, Jacob had a, a dream that he was going to be, you know, over his brothers and over his father and mother, he, he boasted about it. Jacob should have took him over and said, listen, son, if that's between you and the Lord, just keep it that way. 
let, let me, let's work it out together. So if your son, if you know that they have something that they are supposed to do or that God has gifted them with something, develop it. Don't just brag, oh, I'm going to be a pastor, I'm going to be a prophet, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that. No, let the Lord work in your life to, to be what you're supposed to be. Amen? I, I just have to mention, I know Leanne is watching, and uh, she has been trying to uh, get a job acting. And with the COVID, it just wasn't working out. So she came to prayer one Sunday, or Wednesday. She said, God, can you guys pray for me that, you know, these things would open up? Sure, we'll pray. The very same week, she got an offer from Disney, and she's in Connecticut right now uh, filming a, a movie for five weeks. Praise the Lord. Amen. God opened it up. She had that gifting on the inside of her because I asked her, I saw some of her films. I said, how did you learn how to do that? Did you go to school? She said, no, I just, uh, you know, I studied the script. I try to get into the character and I let my emotions take over. So it's just a natural talent that she has to, to, to do that. So that's, that's wonderful. Now we had two other ladies that came by and, and they said, well, you know, if it works that good, I, we need husbands. Do you, have, can you, do you have a prayer for husbands? I said, well, that's a little more complicated. That's a little more difficult to do because, you know, you got to prepare yourself to get ready to, to be a, a wife. It's not an easy job being a wife or being a husband. You know, it's, it's tough work. You got to learn how to compromise and how to, you know, be kind and considerate and loving when the spouse is, isn't. So praise God. Enough of that. Okay. <laughs> My wife and I, we just went to uh, San Diego. We celebrated our 38th wedding anniversary. Amen. But I, I, I don't know why you count them. 38, 39, 40. What does it matter? It's for life, isn't it? It's a life sentence. I mean, it's a life. Uh, <laughs> life commitment. Praise God. Amen. All right. So let's look at this. Samson's parents. How, how were they? Were they good or were they bad? It's an easy one. Samson's parents. Bad. Thank you, Don. I'm glad you got getting these. Yeah. Oh, Arturo. Yeah, bad, bad. Why? Why, why was he, why were they bad parents? Because uh, God, you know, singled them out, said you're going to be a Nazarite from your birth, and, and you're going to serve the Lord, you're going to kill all the Philistines, and so they, they, they took him in. But Samson had a girl problem. Anybody know some people have girl problems? And he wanted to marry this Philistine woman, and she looked good. And she, he, the parents said, no, you need to get a, a, you know, a godly woman. He said, no, Ma, I'm going for this cat, this girl over here. And so he got into trouble, and he kept getting into trouble, trouble. Finally, he met Delilah, and she really gave him a hard time. So I don't care how good the girl looks. I don't care how cute the guy is. You know, if it's not for you, you need to just lay off of it. Amen. You know, there, there's a part in the marriage ceremony where you say, if anybody objects now, let them speak now or forever hold their peace. So I always, <laughs> I didn't even get to the punchline yet. <laughs> so my wife and I, because we, we only knew each other 10 weeks before we got married. So the, 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 uh, Singles pastor said, you need to go and pray, you all too, and, and ask if it's the Lord's will. So we prayed before we got to the altar, If Lord, if you object to this, speak now or forever hold your peace. 
And he said, yes, uh, this is the one for you. So that's how you know that you get the, the blessing of the Lord when you ask him. We had to fast and pray. But Samson didn't do that. And I wonder why his parents didn't pray. It doesn't show in the Bible where his parents said, Lord, can you intervene here? Can you stop this? I know some parents have to pray because the woman or the man that they're dating is not the right one. And you know it. You can see it from afar. You got to pray and watch God separate them. Because when you keep talking and saying well, they're no good, they're no good, they don't listen to that. All they listen to is, he's so... He's so nice to me. He's so, he's so sweet and everything. And, and, and she, she's so, she, she just loves me so much. Praise God. So you have to be careful of that. How about David? Good daddy, bad daddy? Huh? Bad daddy. I know, because he had a son named Absalom. And Absalom just gave him heartache. Uh, what, his other son killed his stepsister because he... He, he, he wanted her, and then he didn't want her, and then so he killed her. And then Absalom said, why'd you do that to my sister? And he killed her. That, so there's something going on in the family, and David had nothing to do. He, he just took his hands and didn't say anything to Absalom or Amon, the guy that took care of uh, what's her, his sister, Tamar. And, and, and so Absalom was hurt, and he left David for a while. Then he came back, and he didn't go right into the castle, but he was, you know, he had a, he had a, a place outside the castle. And David never reached out to ask him, how are you doing? And so Absalom, this is in the Bible. It's hard to believe it's early in the Bible. He, he got so, he wanted to get his dad's attention, so he set a field on fire. Just so his dad would say, well, what's that fire? Oh, that's your son, Absalom. Oh, I need to go talk to him. It took all that. And then Absalom, you know, when they went into the, the court, the king's court, he'd be on the outside of the gate. And when they came in to take in a, a case, they'd say, Absalom would say, well, what's your, what's your case? And they would say the case. He said, I would rule in, that be, in, in your favor if I were the king. So he was stealing the hearts of the people. And so when everyone got mad at David, Absalom said, I'm going to take over the throne. Praise God. What do you got to say about that, Zachary? <laughs> he wants to be part of this service, okay? That's just the way it is. All right, Mama got him under control. Here we go. Now, Mary and Joseph, good parents or bad parents? You would say, uh, for the most part, they have to be good. I mean, they, hear they, are, they have to take care of Jesus. But what mistake did they make? What one mistake did they make? They, they lost him for three days. They lost. Come on. <laughs> what kind of parents are this? Lose the parents for three days? I mean, lose the kids for three days? What kind of parents? I mean, I'm sure they had panic and, and, and heartbreak in their hearts. Oh, man, how are we going to explain this to God? We lost, we lost his son. And so they were searching around. And what did Jesus say? I must be about my father's business. What happened, I was studying this. Mary and Joseph left after the three days, which is all they needed uh, to do. But Jesus hung around because he needed to know about his father. He needed to know about what he was supposed to do as the son of God. So he was talking with the, the scribes and, and, and learning about what the scripture had said. So when they came back, they were saying, why, why did you, you know, we were heartbroken over this. Why didn't you stay with us, he said. It must be about my father's. In other words, they should have stayed there with him and been part of what he was doing, teaching him and guiding him. Praise God. 
So, I'm going to talk to you about how we're biblically supposed to raise our children, okay? It says in Proverbs, train up a child in the way he should go, and even when he's old, he will not depart. So you're supposed to teach him and show him the ways of the Lord, not so that he can go away and sow his wild oats, but though that he'll stay even until he's old. So you talk to him. You know, uh, some people say, well, you know, they're just out there, but they'll come back. Well, that's not God's design. God's design is that you stay with the Lord and you learn to the Lord and you resist temptation. You resist the world and you stay true. I know we have some parents here that their children were uh, raised in a godly home and they have, they've been Christians all their lives and so they can stay Christians all their life. Isn't that good? And then it says, train or teach them that, that word train means to, to whet their appetite, to tell them about the Lord, and so that they're excited about it. Just like a, when you, with a baby, you just give them a little food, and, uh, from, you know, adult food, so that they can get a taste for it, so that they want it. We have to give our, our children a taste of the Lord. Let them see, when, when you pray, watch the Lord come through, and they can say, oh yeah, the Lord does do that, huh? He is, he is bringing the things that we need. Praise God. That's why Joshua said, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So let's look, uh, if we have that slide on uh, Deuteronomy. Do we have that slide? Yeah. Yeah, Deuteronomy 6 and six, 6 through 7. This is a prescription here. It says, and these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and you, you shall talk of them when... You sit in the house when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. That means all day long you talk about the word, you talk about the Lord. You tell him how good he is. And as you're driving him to school, you know the Lord's with you. He's going to give you wisdom today. You, you, can, you can have all the answers and pay attention and be obedient. And when he comes home, how was your day today? You know, God is with you. You know, we can help you with your homework. Uh, what, what, what do you want to do? What, what classes do you want to take? When you sit down, when you rise up, when you go, go uh, by the way, always talking about the Lord, keeping the Lord forever beside him. Amen? Beside you. So we're going to do this. We're going to uh, dedicate Zachary, Noel, Tan, as we bring them out of the soundproof booth. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going to go up here for the camera and, and have them down there. Here he comes. You know, today, <laughs> today is his birthday. Yeah, he's one year old today. All right, we're ready for him. He can stand. You can stand here. All right. Okay. Come on up, Andrew. I don't think he wants this. You know, this is on this is this is on camera, Zachary. We're gonna show it when you're like five or six and ten and twelve. <laughs> All right. So guys, I want you to repeat after me. Say, Lord, thank you for this treasured child. We know he belongs to you. 
but you've entrusted him to us. We dedicate Zachary to you, Lord. We recognize that he is always in your care and in your protection. Amen. All right. Now I'm going to pray over you. Lord, I thank you that you will give Andrew and Aza strength and godly wisdom to raise Zachary after your commandments. <laughs> we pray that you will supply whatever they may lack. We pray that you will keep Zachary walking on the path that leads to eternal life. Help him to overcome the temptations in this world and the sin that would so easily beset him. Keep him safe from any dangers this world presents. Father, we allow your Holy Spirit to daily lead and guide him. Ever assist him to grow in wisdom and stature, in grace, in knowledge, in kindness, compassion, and love. May he serve you faithfully with his whole heart and be devoted to you. May he discover <laughs> the joy of your presence through daily relationship with your son, Jesus Christ. And let Andrew and Aza's commitment to raise Zachary be to the glory of God and cause his life to forever testify of your faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So if we can have the... So if we can have the grandparents up, William and Christine... Praise the Lord. Come on up, you guys. We want to say a prayer over the grandparents because, you know, they have the wisdom and the experience to raise a child. I know when we were first parents, we didn't know what to do when the baby was crying. Hmm? Oh, in front? Okay. Yeah, come, come closer in the middle. Yeah. All right, there you go. There's granddad, there you go. Okay, so uh, we want to say a prayer over them because they're an intricate part of the child-rearing experience because of their wisdom, their knowledge, and experience. So, Father, we thank you for William and Christine, Nelson and Doris, that they will support Andrew and Aza in the proper rearing of Zachary. Let them be the difference and fill in the gaps where maybe Andrew and Aza may miss. Let them exercise the wisdom and experience that they have and the godly influence that can make a difference in Zachary's life. I pray that you give them the wisdom from above as overseers in the continual development and Christian life that we seek for Zachary. Let them be the people that Andrew and Aza can lean on for all the support. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Praise the Lord. Well, thank you guys. And Zachary, this is forever on tape. <laughs> to be a reminder. <laughs> All right. So thank you very much. We're going to have uh, Ron dismiss us. I want to re remind you, sign up for the cakewalk. And um, the food out there is for the family. So 
We can't eat any of it. Be blessed. See you next week.